700 years. 700 years before the wise men gave, 700 years before the angels sang, 700 years before the shepherds came. The prophet Isaiah came with a message to say what Christmas is all about. It was a very dark and evil time for the nation of Israel. The wicked and aggressive Assyrian Empire was conquering the world. They were at their, the zenith of their power, zenith of their power. And Israel was morally bankrupt. Their army was weak. And as Assyria attacked them, they would be overrun, crushed, and humiliated. Loved ones were brutally killed. Families were broken up. Land was devastated. The economy was in shambles. People were deported to Assyria. And in the midst of all of that, a word came from God. A word came from God. Isaiah chapter 9 and Verse number two, a word from God, a word from heaven. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in a land of deep, deep darkness, on them the light has shined. In the midst of all the turmoil and all the devastation and all of the destruction, in the middle of all of that, God comes, God comes, and he offers hope. And he says, in the middle of all of this darkness, there's going to be great light. And he goes on and reveals what Christmas is going to be like in verses 6 and 7. Verse 6 is our memory verse for this month at the neighborhood. He goes on and he says, for to us a child is born. To us the son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. He's come to give us peace. The increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Wow, what, a verse, what verses. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Hmm. You should have just felt a weight lift off your shoulders if you got that message in your heart tonight. The government shall be upon his shoulder, friends. 
you don't have to carry uh, all of the circumstances of this world on your own shoulders. You don't need to feel like you've got to control everything. The government shall be upon his shoulder. We get this revelation of, of his name, four wonderful names we're going to look at over the next four times we gather. And then I love that, the zeal of the Lord. The zeal of the Lord is going to be at work. Unto us a child is born. I don't know about you, but sometimes in the Christmas season, It's really hard to keep my eyes on Christ. Things get so busy and the calendar gets so full and there's so many places you have to be and so many things you make sure are done. You just get going, 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 going and, and you can run. <laughs> and get to December 25th and realize you've hardly thought about Jesus at all this month. This uh, portion will help us to think about Jesus because we don't always manage to do it that well. In December, unto us a child is born. I'm thinking about another child that was born. At the age of four, he would take rubber bands and <laughs> he would wrap them around doorknobs. And he'd begin to play <laughs> music on the rubber bands. Parents recognized they had some kind of a child prodigy on their hands at the age of four. At the age of 12, he played in his first symphony. In his 30s, he was playing in various venues around the world and being paid $100 up to $1,000 per minute. For his musical ability, one of the great musicians of our time started playing rubber bands wrapped around doorknobs at the age of four. His name is Joshua Bell plays the violin mighty well. A group of people from Boston approached him and said, would you consider being part of a social experiment for us? We'd like to try something out here. Would you be willing to take your violin and sit down in the subway subway system of Washington, D.C. and just play music for 45 minutes. 
thought about it and said, yeah, that sounds like that might be kind of a neat experiment. But he said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with excellence. Pulled out his Stradivarius violin. Ah, some of you don't know what that is. I don't know that I've ever really seen one, but a Stradivarius is a violin that is worth $3.25 million. Worth a bit of, bit of dough. <laughs> says, I'll play on my Stradivarius in the subway system of Washington, D.C. They set up the security at all the entrances to the subway to make sure that nobody could get in and attack them. They had security around them close in case somebody went after the violin or went after him. And there he sat in the subway dressed in blue jeans and a ball cap. He took out his violin case and <laughs> threw a couple of bucks in it as seed money and began to play. People walked by on the left and walked by on the right. They just kept walking and walking and walking. It took four minutes for anybody to stop and listen to Joshua Bell playing on the Stradivarius. Took four minutes for anybody to even cast a glance at him. The seven minute mark, somebody dropped a dollar in the violin case The end of 45 minutes of playing did not end with the traditional bow and a bunch of applause. It ended with people continuing to just walk in front of him, going in both directions as if nothing significant had happened. And this man who only four days or five days before in Washington, D.C. had played his violin at the Library of Congress, Library of Congress uh, in Washington, D.C., and was paid $1,000 a minute for doing it. Looked into the violin case, and he had, after 45 minutes of playing, $32.17. cents. $32.17. In 45 minutes of playing, only seven people had stopped to listen. One of them threw in $20 of the $32.17. He'd heard him at the Library of Congress about five nights before and knew what he was listening to. People walked by greatness and didn't even recognize it. People walked by greatness and didn't even recognize it. I love this series 
because it makes us take a good look at Jesus. It makes us take a good look at greatness. And my prayer for us at the Neighborhood Church this month is that we will not just walk by this Christmas season and not recognize the wonder of it all, not recognize the greatness of the message of Christmas. God comes. And in the midst of deep darkness, he says, I have a plan. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. One of my most powerful childhood memories was attending church with dad and mom on Sunday evenings. Dad was a pastor, but our church wasn't big enough to have Sunday night church yet, so we drove to the big church in downtown Calgary, 8th Avenue Pentecostal Assembly was its name, every Sunday night, and at the end of the service, the pastor would invite everybody to go downstairs and pray. My dad always went, and because my dad went, I went. And he would kneel down at one of those wooden stacking chairs. We've all seen them. We know what I'm talking about. He would kneel down at a wooden stacking chair, and I would kneel down at the wooden stacking chair beside him. And this is what my dad would say over and over again. Beautiful, wonderful, marvelous Jesus. Marvelous, beautiful, wonderful Jesus. Marvelous, beautiful, wonderful Jesus. Marvelous, beautiful, wonderful Jesus. I entered adulthood with this deeply ingrained in, ingrained in my heart, my soul, my spirit, that the Lord we serve, O oh God, is marvelous. The Lord we serve is beautiful. The Lord we serve is wonderful. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful is the Hebrew word pale. Pale. And it refers to something uncommon outside of the ordinary, outside of the realm of human explanation. Wonderful, something uncommon outside of the ordinary, outside of the realm of human explanation. I fear we have normalized this word. 
It's my birthday. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm coming over for a visit. Oh, that would be wonderful. Science has developed a marvelous medicine that helps me not suffer from hay fever. That's wonderful. We've normalized the word. But wonderful is something uncommon outside of the ordinary, outside of the realm of human explanation. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Oh, the wonder of it all, the wonder of his virgin birth. Nothing ordinary about that. The wonder of his life lived amongst us, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. The wonder of his words, even today, around the world, in every time zone and on every continent, people meet every day in various settings to discuss his words. The wonder of it all goes to the cross. Dies for you, for me. Takes my sin upon himself. The wonder, the wonder, the wonderfulness of it all. And on the third day, with, with himself sealed inside of a tomb, he comes up out of that grave and nobody laid hands on him. Nobody touched him. He comes out of that grave. He's alive again. He's defeated the power of death. He's defeated the power of sin. His name shall be called Wonderful. And even today, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. His name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful. Psalm 139, verses 1 to 6. Psalm 139, verses 1 to 6, written to the choir master. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me 
It is high, I cannot attain it. His name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful Counselor. Oh, the wonder of it all that Jesus knows. Every time I lie down, and he knows every time I stand up, he knows and has recorded every word I have ever said. I, I, I guess I could kind of get that. He just likes hanging out with me. But he knows every time you lie down and every time you get up and every word you say, and he knows every word you say, and he knows not only every word you say, but he knows the word every single person, seven billion plus in the world now, every one of the words they say, he knows every time they lay down, every time they wake up, and even bigger than that, he's got kept track of everybody now for 6,000 years, never had his eye off of anyone. Oh, it's too high for me to understand. Oh, the... Wonder of it all. Nothing common about him, friends. And yet, we walk by, so used to him, <laughs> that he just becomes regular, ordinary to us. His name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful Counselor. 6,000 years ago, there was a couple that were happily married, living in the midst of absolute beauty. And then a counselor came along and gave them some counsel and Satan offered Eve some psychoanalysis. And Eve took Adam in for group therapy. And the counsel of the evil, evil one ruined our world. The counsel of Jesus doesn't ruin you. The counsel of Jesus redeems you. Wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. Never charges you a dime. <laughs> Never says, phone me back in four weeks, I might be able to fit you in. His answers are always right, always in your best interests. His name shall be 
wonderful counselor. Psalm chapter 32 in verse number eight. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon. You know why the Lord can counsel you so well? He's never had his eye off of you. He understands every last detail about you. Wonderful. Wonderful counselor. Guy burst into his pastor's study and began to grumble. Pastor was an old elderly guy, like I'm going to be in 30 years. Old elderly guy, and the guy said, I've been asking God to get involved in my life and fix such and such a situation, and he never answers me. The elderly pastor looked at him and said, He said, what'd you say? He said, what? And finally, he got right up against the preacher's face. And he heard him say, sometimes he answers with a whisper. Need to my friends walk close to a wonderful counselor. In his still small voice, he wants to journey with you, wants to lift you up in the darkest and dreariest times, wants to give you hope that there will be light again. Just lean into him. His name is Wonderful Counselor. Isaiah chapter 28, last half of the verse. He is wonderful in counsel, counsel and excellent in wisdom. He's a great gift to us. How do I know he's a great gift to us? Well, let's go back uh, to the text. And what did the text say? Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. He's a gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. He is a gift to us. God showed his love toward us by sending his one and only son into the world. 
so that we might have eternal life. God sent the gift to us. All year we give gifts to others. We give out gifts when people have birthdays. We give out gifts when people have anniversaries. We give out gifts when people get promotions at work. We give out gifts when people retire from work. All year we give out gifts. But do you know that Christmas is different than any other holiday? <laughs> because at Christmas, everybody gets gifts. Everybody gets It's completely different. Why? Well, it's the wonder of it all. You see, when Jesus is involved, nobody gets missed. Jesus has come. Jesus has come for everyone. We all get gifts. Jesus comes into the darkness. And he brings light. Jesus comes into the mess. And he brings order. He comes into the room. And he redeems us. It's the pastor's daughter named Cassie Lynch. Cassie tells the story of a number of Christmases ago when just before Christmas her dad's addictions to a number of different substances were exposed. And it had been announced to the church and he'd been removed as their leader, their pastor. And Christmas Eve was coming. <laughs> At Christmas Eve, the church always had a Christmas Eve candlelight service. And Cassie said in her pain, I'm going to church anyhow. It's my church. She walked into the church that had just removed her dad from ministry and leadership. And she sat down near the front. She felt like every eye was looking at her and saying, what is she here for? She shouldn't be here. <laughs> she felt smaller and smaller and dirtier and dirtier the longer the service went on. And Cassie said, she said to Jesus, I'm sorry here. I'm sorry I'm here, Jesus. 
I'm ruining your party. And the Holy Spirit came back just like that and said, I came not for the righteous, but for the messy. Jesus steps into the darkness and brings light. His name is Wonderful Counselor. Oh, the wonder. Oh, the wonder of it all.